The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics. Our host, a friend of Medjugorje, is not in the studio with us today. He's actually on his way home from his missionary trip to Medjugorje. He was there for the 34th anniversary with his wife. It's a best time to be there, especially during the time of the anniversary, remembering the time that Our Lady first came to Medjugorje, which has been the basis, her messages have been the basis of so many things that he has written about, particularly in regards to the economy which is what Medjinomics is about. And so what we've done is we've pulled for you a talk that he gave in 2010 that's very appropriate for this time. Based in the message of Medjugorje, its message is timeless. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje 2010. As life is today, is going away. Economically, we're suffering. Economically, we're in a position we haven't been in since 1929. But it's far worse. In 1900... Now, over 90% of the people named their primary occupation as subsistence farming or farming. Subsistence farming, they grew what they ate. They, they raised Italians. I'm Italian in New York. They couldn't afford meat, but rabbits could produce enough in your little backyard in a few cages to have meat twice a week. They were close to the soil. 
they could feed themselves. And most everybody did. And so we've advanced and we put our trust in man. We've got this integrated system that's advanced and got more complicated. Our average meal, I was in Mexico City, we was eating lettuce that was grown in Mexico, shipped up to the United States and branded, and shipped back to Mexico. Your average meal you eat today is 1,500 miles away. We're not thinking today. But if you would think, you'd think 1,500 miles away, the transportation, the mobility of everything. And 1929 hits, and man could eat. Yeah, they lost their jobs, but they're still experiencing the throes of, of more than 90% of the people could take care of themselves. By 1990, less than 1% of the people lived the occupation of farming. So what does that tell you? If we just had the level of 1929 hit economically, you're going to see massive starvation. I was just with another author in Washington. And he was telling me he just met with the, the head of the Central Bank, one of the East Coast states. And he says, we're three days away from a revolution. What does that mean to you? Think about that. Three days away from a revolution means that people are hungry for three days. If the system breaks down, you're going to have total anarchy. There is no way God's sending the Virgin Mary to the earth unless something very troubling is coming. And it's not because God's mean. It's not because He's going to punish us. It's our decision. We have not lived the life we're called to live. We've put our trust in man. We've grown into humanists. Even the best Christians. I'm guilty. I look back on things and decisions I made 20 years ago. I can't believe it. But I was deluded by this thing. I mean, he's come to tell us truth. Can you accept truth? You know what she said? Renounce the television and various things of no value. See, that's when it starts choking you. St. Paul wrote in the New Testament, I want to give you solid food, but i got to give you baby's milk. And so, who can come and gently give us the most truth without us rejecting it? That's a mother. Motherhood's in crisis. Not fatherhood. Fatherhood depends on motherhood. And she who rocks the cradle rules the world. We forgot this concept. She raises a little boy. She raises a little girl. Yes, the father is that, but she's the one that nurses it. And it's she who has the greatest formation over that child. The whole culture has taught women the wrong way. And so these things start choking you. You want to start rejecting it. You want to start not accepting it. But Our Lady gave a message that was incredible once. She says, people need to give parental advice. And this parental advice, and she's, talking, she's talking about the mother and father. This parental advice must be motherly. So God knows what the world needs right now. It needs mother. We need a real mother. It's not to forsake the earthly mother. It's just the world is in need of a love. The man simply don't have the finesse. The nurturing, the caring, the soothing that a mother has. Men need that. Little girls need that. We don't have gentlemen anymore, really, because we don't have gentle 
boys being raised. Gentle boys turning to gentlemen. We're dressed up. We look all right. Some people are suit and ties. But our hearts are messed up. We don't have truth. So our lady comes to bring us truth to save us. Because everything not of God, everything not of God right now on the earth is about to be purified and destroyed. Not by God's hand, but by our minus and not God. All God's got to do is just refrain. First Romans, the chapter. Read this chapter. Study it. Especially the second half of it. Sentence by sentence. You'll see truth in there. And in that also says, there's no excuse for me and a non-believer. Because the existence of God is proven in nature. Nature itself proves God exists. If God exists, He's our Father, how come you resist and want to come closer to Him? Your safety net, your future is God. There's no other future. It's not Mohammed. It's not everything. It's not yoga. It's not Hindu. It's Jesus Christ. A lady said, on December 25th, 2008, she says, I give to you today also to bless you and to help you to comprehend that without Him, Jesus, you have no future. We can't even say anything now about Christ without saying all the Muslims and Mohammed and everything else. Like it's on an equal playing field. Jesus is God. He's the Son of God. His mother was Mary. But Jesus, we know Scripture is our brother. We know therefore Mary is our mother. Mary was the spouse of the Holy Spirit. God is our Father. We're in the family of God. But we're not acting like that. We've got many disorders our ladies come to cure. But is it just about eternal life? Is it just about this? She wants us to be happy in this life. Bernadette, one of the visionaries in the 1850s, which is Lourdes, was told by the Virgin Mary, I can't promise to make you happy in this life. I asked Maria, did Our Lady ever tell you the same thing? Because, you know, you read history of the church, you read about the saints, all the suffering, all this. And she says, no, Our Lady wants me to be happy. She wants our happiness. In our bedroom, in the apparitions, when they've been there, Our Lady says, I want you to be joyful, Christians. She says, I want you to be joyful, carriers of the cross. So whatever your burden, whatever your difficulty is, whatever you carry in your life, our Lady wants you to carry that with joy. Gandhi said, I believed in Jesus, I believed in what He said, but I never met a Christian that made me want to be one. You say, look how bad the culture is. Look how rotten everything is. Look what they're doing about marriage. Look at all this stuff. Look how bad things are. Who's doing this? I did that. You did that. How? A hundred years ago, nobody could rise up and do it and get in our face and cram things down our throat. Why can't they do it now? Because we're commissioned. Our Lady said, be the salt of the earth. Jesus Christ said, be the salt of the earth. But when salt goes flat, can it preserve the meat? What happens to the meat? It grows rotten. We are Christians are salt of the earth Salt of the culture, the meat, and it's not been preserved because we've gone flat. We're soft. We don't convict by our life. 
we're a little bit with God, we're a little bit about mundane things, and we're a little bit about Satan. Because our lady said, God exists. She said, Satan also exists. Ivan, one of the visionaries, was asked, what do we tell people who believe that the devil doesn't exist? He says, oh, don't worry about it. They'll find out when they get there. March 18, 1986. Do not reject from yourself the name of God that you may not be rejected. And we say, well, I, would reject, I accept God. But who's God in your life? You know, we have more people paying more attention to their cell phones than God. We have more people talking on their cell phones than they do to God. Our Lady says, pray from the heart. Prayer to God is nothing more than a conversation. Your conversations you have on the cell phones is, we stopped at Subway, the people, and we throw away, we throw away all this stuff. We, are, we don't have TV at all. We're TV free. We don't have home computers. We got them in our mission, but they stay out of our homes. We don't use cell phones. We've got international mission. We've got three places in Europe. Uh, we've got a huge operation, printing, and agrarian shipping departments, everything there. And we don't have cell phones. People are like, how do you do it? Just the same way they did it 20 years ago. It's just that simple. And we're free. But she was, we were talking about stories about cell phones, and she was telling us about people, how they're texting. Uh, I'm going to Subway now. And then they text back, I'm eating uh, spicy Italian Subway sandwich. Uh, and they text back, I'm finished eating now. You know, this is ludicrous. <laughs> you know, we don't even think how stupid we look to God and the angels. But if you can do that, that's what God wants to be your friend. He wants you to just talk to Him. Just give, just give 10% of your conversational cell phones a text to God and watch what happens in your life. Five minutes if you're not a believer. Meditating on the God that you believe doesn't exist. That's all God needs. We've told people that. They say, you know, a year ago you said this, you wouldn't believe what happened in my life. Yeah. They become believers. Reuben gave us such grace, and all he says, you're in a time of grace. Use this time that it might go well for you, because this is going to drop, and we're coming to the end. 30 years. How much longer do you expect this to continue? There was a, a woman martyr that in the Roman days, that had given birth to her child, and was eight, nine months old, still nursing. And her husband was a Roman soldier. They found out she was Christian, they were going to martyr her. As a last straw to go to her, he went to her with the baby, and she's being let off. You can stop this. You've got a child. You've got me. And she went and been martyred. This is the kind of life a Christian you're called to be. Does your life have meaning? Our life is meaningless. The culture and the way we live is meaningless. People aren't happy. We've got a book written in the, after the Depression, about the Depression in 1929, and it says we had everything but money. Some of you have probably been down to Mexico. I remember my wife and I driving in a Jeep in the back rural areas of Mexico and seeing a lady with a tent door, a little bitty room, and the kids playing, and everybody smiling, everybody happy. Things don't make you happy. I right, so it's due to the spirit of consumerism. And then a sentence later she identifies as something evil. We're captivated by this and things. And things aren't bad in and of themselves. Maria the visionary, the other visionaries, their whole life is this. So people help them. People give them a house 
And some people criticize this. They got nice houses, but Maria may have 20 people in her house. And I asked Maria, you know, I said, you know, there's a lot of criticism right now because you're seeing the mother of God and you have this nice house. And I, I mean, I didn't have no problem with it. And I asked her, I said, what do you say to this? She says, for me, it's not a problem. I'm not attached to it. So things are okay. It's the attachment to things that's the problem. Is it your God? Is your looks your God? It only have to be things. It can be your philosophy, your belief system. What is your God in your life? What gets more attention than your God? I can tell you, if people would just have the Bible in their hands and handle it and hold it and do this and do this to it, what they do to their cell phones, we wouldn't have any problems right now. We simply wouldn't have them. There was a monk that was passing with his dog past the bishop's house every day, the castle, and one day he was walking by there and he looked up at the castle and he says, look at that bishop's castle. This bishop, his castle. And he heard a voice say to him, God say, you're more attached to that dog than this bishop is to the castle. So you can be rich. You can have money. That's not a problem. God bestows that on you for stewardship and to help and, do, and use it for good at spreading his kingdom. It's not money. And the Bible does say the root of all evil is money. Has everybody heard that? You've heard that. Would you know I dropped that one word? That's not what the Bible says. It's not money. Money is not the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Seeking first money. Seeking first your gold. Seeking first your silver. Seeking first the house. All this materials. All this money. It takes money to get it. So the love of money is the root of all evil. Not having money. We've got a mentality now that's so anti-wealth. It's a disease. Lazarus was Jesus' friends. He was very wealthy. Some of the greatest friends of the church have been wealthy. It's not sin. It's okay. But is your attachment to that? That's what becomes sin. It's your driving force. If your day is that, it could be your makeup even. Be your God. So our ladies come to give us some caustic stuff. Stuff that what St. Paul says, I give you solid food that chokes you. So our lady wants to turn you into a real Christian. A Christian of his fullness. And you'll experience peace. I'm telling you, I've been on my knees in Medjugorje. And in prayer, out in the woods by myself, holding my hands up. And I physically was holding peace. I don't know how I can tell you how I know that or how that happened. But I physically held peace. Peace is not in the family today. Peace is not in the heart. If you get glimmers of it, it's just that. But this is what already tells us. And we think about our treasures. We think about what we really want. And we're not satisfied. And we go on and on and on. And this is the highest treasure. Our lady tells us what is the highest treasure on earth. Treasure is what, what do we call it as your treasure? Wealth. What is the greatest wealth you can have? April 25th, 2009. Dear children, today I call you all to pray for peace. And to witness it in your families. So that peace may become the highest treasure on this peaceless earth. Peace is the greatest treasure you can have. When you've got peace, you've got everything. Our lady says, God is peace. And we do not have God in a culture. He's been rejected. He's been aborted. So what are we going to do? 
Well, Our Lady's asking for, in the beginning of the days of Medjugorje, she asked for seven, seven prayers. Seven of our fathers, seven Hail Marys, seven Glory Beings. And this was a holy village, very Catholic, very rural. They didn't even have, had TV. They didn't have TV at that time. Communist. And at that time, I just asked for these simple seven, 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 five, ten minutes worth of prayer. No big deal. And then after that, they got grace. Their conscience became a little bit less obscure. They became a little bit more clear. Then she asked for a rosary. Then she asked for, the, after the joyful mistress, she asked for the soft mistress and the glorious mistress, three rosaries. Then she got him up to three hours worth of prayer. Then she got him fasting on bread and water, Wednesday and Fridays. Then she got him renunciation. I was going there the first time in 86, and I was watching the youth kneel down for two hours. I couldn't believe it. I was on a mountain praying in a prayer group when the Virgin Mary appeared, and, and I was just amazed at looking at the lights in the far-off towns that Our Lady knows everything. She's from heaven. And there's no youth anywhere that she's going to say, Hey, why don't you come to our house? We'll do a prayer group on Friday night. Would you do that? Would the other youth do that? I'm not really interested in going on Friday night. And how about on Monday nights? You come over too. We'll do it on Monday nights. Our lady had the youth praying in Medjugorje on Friday and Monday nights. And, and she came there so late, it was just time to go home. They didn't do anything else. I thought... Wow. She knows what we need. She knows what the youth needs. And she's got them up here praying like this. I was just shocked. Because all the other youth are all over the place. Friday night's a big sin night. Saturday night's a big sin night. You may not realize it, but it is. And so our lady's got them on the mountain in prayer. And so after seeing these youth do this for a couple of years, our lady appears on January 25th, 1987. And I was literally shocked at this message, what she said. And you won't think nothing of it. Because the messages are given and understood only through prayer. Right here is ink on paper. You won't get anything from this book unless you pray first to comprehend it, and then you'll have God speak to you. She says, Dear children, behold, also today I want to call you to start living a new life as of today. Where's the sigonomic go off? It's not even a dud firecracker. If you read ink on paper, behold... Also today, I want to call you to live a new life as of today. The fireworks was, and the big thing was said in this, is she's got them on the knees for three hours a day. She's got them fasting. They're coming from the fields and their crops with dirty, going to mass every day. Sacrifice, renunciation, incredible things. I was most impressed with seeing these youth going up on Friday nights and then on the knees staying there two and three hours a day. But I realized... I didn't understand what she was saying. Because she had them, 1981, to this message in 1987, it took that many years to get them where they could start seeing truth. Before that time, they rejected it. You're not going to accept everything I'm telling you today. Or you're going to have a hard time about that. Because if you don't have a prayer life, you're not having a conversation with God, you're spending your hour and a half or three hours or five hours on your cell phone, you can't hear what I'm telling you. And that's okay if that's what you want. But those feelings you got in your heart and your sense that your consciousness tell you something's very wrong in the culture and you're realizing that when you can't write a check for $200 when you got $100 there and then the next day go write another for $50 when you've already overwrote that and you go all week long, that's going to catch up with you. 
In Alabama, they put you in jail for that. I don't know what they do in California. But you'll go to jail. So what happens when we as a culture continue doing what we're doing and spending where we're spending? The government's broke. The whole rest of the nation knows that California's broke. California can't recover. The counties are broke. And the cities are broke. There is no money. There's no way to create the funds for it. And when your checking account's overdrafted, what happens as a consequence to it? The writing's on the wall. We're on a brink of disaster that's coming, and there's no way to stop that freight train. It's coming down the track, and, and it should have already happened. We had a Chicago trader on the floor that was on our pilgrimage two months ago. He said, the seven criteria for economic collapse. Every single one of them have been met. He said, the only thing that, that I'm confused over is why it hasn't happened. i tell you why it hasn't happened. Because the Virgin Mary is here on the earth, and she knows there would be total disaster if there's a total collapse without her gathering as many children underneath her mantle to make them understand that they have to do one thing what this January 25th message says. As of today, change your life. Our lady says, change the direction of your life. Get away from the system. Not to save yourself, but to put yourself in an environment that you can grow in holiness. I don't want to be holy. Seems too much fun. The mental illness we're suffering from, the depression we're suffering from, is really a sign of lack of God in our life. A lack of prayer. You fix that, you'll be happy. A lady says in 1988, I want to establish a community here. Maria comes out of the apparition and tells me this. Maria, I live out in the woods. I don't want people out here. My house is in the middle of nothing. There's nothing around us. There's mountains, Appalachian Mountains. There's nobody there. I said, I moved out here to get away from people. But I consecrated myself. It's not what I want. It's what I want. And now we have a beautiful community. A beautiful way of life. It was very bitter for me too. Very much suffering. Very much persecution. Very many difficulties across this. Our Lady says, I all feel away this bitter. Because some of what you're hearing is bitter. If I had to change this, it's going to be bitter. But then she answered it. I all feel away this bitter. That contains every sweetness of life. The sweetness and the nectar we experience from our community life. And it's a way of life Our Lady herself gave to us. So Our Lady has come to give you a new way of life. And you can accept it now, or you can accept it later. You're not going to escape it. What I'm telling you today, you're going to be a believer in everything I'm saying, whether you, you say, okay, I, 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 I can take this part, but not this part. The scripture says, on the day of judgment, neither your gold nor silver will help you. So what's coming to the earth, your position your money, your power, your poverty, whatever it is, nothing's going to help you. Only that you follow the way of life she's leading us to. And our lady said, I bring you into a new time, a new time in which you get to know God better. When in your life do you start, even if you don't have the concept of God correct, when do you start thinking about God? In tragedy, suffering, crosses, difficulties financial, whatever, family, whatever it may be. You start reflecting more. 
Allah says, recollect. Another time Allah says, reflect on your past. She says, forget your past. I want you to start this moment today going this way. She says, reflect on your future. The circumstances of the culture worldwide today is causing a lot of people now by force to start looking on the future. Because everybody, believer, non-believer, knows we're in serious, serious trouble. So thank God we are where we are. And thank God you've been known to this. But when you live God's way, it cannot help but affect the spiritual way. And one thing we want God's children to have is to be able to position themselves. Our lady just recently said, be ready. Your well-being, our lady is interested. Just like I said, that God wants the suffering of none of his children. Your money and your bank is going to go away. Why? It has to. It's just simple logic. You don't need the Bible telling you that. You don't need anything. You can't do what we're doing. I just read a couple of weeks ago that all the 401ks, all the money that's out there, is being looked at by a committee to be considered public funds. Your money. Can you believe they're doing this? It's unbelievable. And that will help pay for Social Security. But it's not Social Security. They just want to get their hands on it. So don't even think what retirement you're having, or if you're even closer to Social Security, that's going to last. They've already said Social Security can't, it's not sustainable. It's not going to be there. We struck a religious round because we want to spread, if you have funds, we want this round, this silver piece, to have the Miraculous Medal on it. Miraculous Medal was given to St. Catherine in Rudabach, Paris, in 1830, and the book ain't going to happen talks about an incredible story. I won't tell you the details. You've got to read the book. It's unbelievable. From somebody that doesn't even know God, just carrying this medal, they experience conversion. So, our lady gave a message in Medjugorje. And so we realized, looking at the economic situation, we want to introduce our lady through many ways. We've got a book about the environment. We've got a book about politics. We've got a book. All of it introduces our lady to people. So, this is real. This is here, and this means something. And if you have your money put into something religious, and it gets dispersed, we have, you're using what you have at your disposal, which Ali says, put everything you have at God's disposal for the purpose of conversion. But also, the dual purpose is, and seeking first the kingdom of God, this safeguards what you have. And we feel it very important for God's people to pull out of the system before it collapses and keep what you have. If things collapse, what's going to be valuable to you? If you've only got a few chickens in your yard feeding your kids your eggs and you got only one cow to get milk from, you got only one cow to kill to get the meat from, and your neighbor say, hey, i got $10 million worth of gold and you could starve to death if you could sell it, is the gold going to be worth $10 million bucks to you or your cow? So in our community, I value is our agricultural <coughs> We raise 150 homes a year, mostly for what we do. We sell surplus off, set our costs, we raise our own grains, got our own milk, everything all the way through. We just got through picking up an hour from us. A lot of processes have fallen in love with us. They let us come there free. We, we were buying them the game, but with the kids there, the whole community goes up. We picked 15,000 tomatoes. We put up 1,100 quarts of tomatoes. 
We don't want to be in a system and we've conditioned ourselves not to go to the grocery store. It's much more convenient. It's much easier to go buy a can of tomatoes off the grocery store shelf. But if you saw these kids, and they always have a tomato fight up there, and what we do and the joy we have, and then coming back and all the moms in our auditorium kitchen working for one week, and the kids are together from daybreak till 10, 11 o'clock at night, and little bitty infants, and, and the five-year-olds, the six-year-olds, everybody working together this way. If you could see that community life and the richness of that, it's not the tomatoes, it's the way of life. But that's what we're called to. But we have peace with this, and it's a beautiful way to live. And that was a friend of Medjugorje speaking in 2010. The messages of Medjugorje continue to speak to mankind. It's important to put these messages into your daily life, into your daily walk, so that as you continue to live the message, your life physically changes, you become more secure, more at peace, which is what God desires us to become. We'll be coming to you again tonight. We'll be playing for you something that he recorded before he left for Medjugorje, and it'll be very interesting to hear what he has to say for tonight's broadcast. We'll be coming to you tonight again at 7 p.m. Central Time. And on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave, we wish you, Our Lady, we love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.